0: All right, here we go. This is episode five of a billion. Last time I was by myself, I'm not going to subject you to that type of audio torture anymore. Um, this week, or not this week, two days later from the last one, we have my man Sam Wright. Do you want me to say your last name?
1: That's fine. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to keep that in here. Uh, I introduced
1: myself that way. So okay. That's hey, fun. I don't know what. You, a lot of people. I don't know what you call
0: yourself these days, Sam Wrong.
1: No, uh, those those jokes played out in about third grade.
0: So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is the, you know the, this is a this is a PG podcast. You know, PG kids could podcast. Be, could, kids could be listening. You can you can cuss if you want. All it, right, it, I'll, I'll try not to. It I doesn't get, matter. Get,
1: I, get you some listens up in the end. Right. Store.
0: You know, I occasionally, I accidentally used uh, the f bomb uh, oh, recently. Frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Sam is visiting me and uh, Thomas this week. But Thomas is occupied yeah. Thank with you for his, having his me. job, so I figured, what what else could we do other than just get Sam on the cast?
1: I feel like it's the most DC of things to do while I'm here to visit. You know, I haven't checked off any of the other boxes yet, but I'm on the podcast, and I think that's what counts.
0: Yeah, you're you're a podcast bro now, this podcast is, bro. Yeah, like on um, like the guys on Pod Save America. Yeah, except we're actually saving America.
1: We're actually saving America. Yeah, that's one, right. one step at a time.
0: One step. At a time. So do you like Washington? You uh, don't really have any experience here. So. No.
1: So I have essentially not been to D.C. despite the fact that I have done various political work over the last several years. Um, it's much different than I expected. My thought was that the gentrification was going to look in its renovation, not new builds, as it was going to be infill instead of, you know, filled out. And seeing some of the stuff come in where Jake has told me that the neighborhoods are just bulldozed and, you know, these new six and seven story blocks are coming in is distinctly missing in character. But, you know, that is the shape of progress.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what happens is when you build new things, they're bland and then they stay bland for like 100 years and then they grow some sort of like ivy on the outside some some weeds i'm not sure that the wharf is ever
1: going to get to the ivy stage i'm afraid that you know the Mm. global warming project is going to take over before
0: we get there that is a great point uh it's on the coast it isn't the coast of an ocean but it is it is on the water so maybe in 10 years it'll just go away, then I won't have to complain about it anymore.
1: Right. Well, you know, I've been saying for almost a decade now that the Republican Global Warming Project is working and we're just trying to turn the whole world into Florida. There may be some real estate loss in the process, but it's just part of the deal, you know, it, we're, it's a public service from the party.
0: Indeed. Everybody knows we could use a few more Floridas in this country. I think we should I think we should uh we should try to replicate like Montana. I think we should we should just we should keep it West. Keep it Western.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. you know, Mike Bloomberg, from-
0: 2020. Keep it Western.
1: Keep it Western. I don't know that um, Money Mike is the most Western of candidates, but, you know, he could get a couple inches with a pair of cowboy boots. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave mine back at home. I was told in no uncertain terms by Thomas that those were not allowed here, <laughs> and I would have to leave if I showed up with cowboy boots. So I'm looking a little bit more DC bro than normal.
0: Yeah, you definitely have your DC bro uh, outfit selection. Well, this week. Uh, <laughs> when I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take rules. I wouldn't take any kind of uh, advice from Thomas on what to do and what not to do.
1: He's still learning, you know, he, he's got a little bit more DC experience under his belt than I. He's got three months and I'm here for 36 hours. Well, I guess about 24 as we sit here.
0: 24 hours left, or you've been here? I've been 24? here 24
1: hours. Been here yeah, 24 when are you hours? leaving? Uh, Sunday, well, sometime in the afternoon.
0: Sunday afternoon. Today is Friday. Yeah. Um, wow, okay. Very good. Uh, so yeah, me and Sam went around a little bit ago. I drove took a little tour of the city. We went up by where the, um, the wealthy folks live. Not huh? the hot shots, the actual D.C. wealth. We saw the Secret Service by Obama's house. Right, that was pretty cool.
1: Founder of ISIS, right next to a mosque.
0: No surprise there. Directly next to next to, uh, it's not a mosque. It's an Islamic center. Ah, yes, it's uh, it's well, like it's like an embassy, but I don't I don't exactly know what they represent.
1: That's an interesting point. You know, there brings some questions about the caliphate, but I don't think that ISIS is what we're talking about anymore. It's not as big of a deal as it was uh, probably when you launched the podcast a decade ago. <laughs>
0: I tell you, I've been working on this for many years. I, I bought all this equipment last des, like December of 2018. And then I told everybody that I had the podcast that was coming. Everybody's like, well, where's that cast at? I was like, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Boy, well, I can it, tell you, now. I'm if I'm anything to be in this world is for sure, the cast is coming. And this is it, episode five of A Billion. Episode
1: five of A Billion. All right, well, yeah. ready to rumble.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so this week, uh, CPAC is in town, the Conservative Political Action Conference. Do you got any experience with that, Sam? You ever you know, been to that?
1: I largely missed CPAC last night. It was my first time in, in the area, you know, in, at the event. Um, I think, had I been more involved with the college Republicans, I would have been something I may have attended previously, but as it was when I was at Mizzou and acted with the CR. So it wasn't really a thing. You know, I guess the organization just wasn't there. You know, it wasn't fundraising, wasn't really pushing for that sort of stuff. They went more towards this activist snowflake conservatism that, just I mean, it didn't translate well. I understand that's where the youth are, but. Yeah, the kids these days, They're as victims. we elders, Vi- these elderly, cons- elderly people say. Victim conservatives. Victim conservatives. Right. I, I like the term for it. That's it, it. Yeah. yeah. We've been vindicating victims, or vilifying victimhood for a long time, and now our party's embracing it. It's a curious way to go.
0: It is, but at least we're winning. We're doing it right. That's
1: right. We can't stop winning 2020. Yeah.
0: <laughs> keep it Western. Keep winning. Right. What else we got? You know, it's... Uh, Hell of a time to be alive. Um, oh, you said earlier uh, I wanted to make this joke about Mike Bloomberg. Uh, you said that um, if you wore some boots, he would get a couple more inches mm-hmm. on him. I, I, what did you you watch the debate the other night? Yeah, yeah. So at the end, whenever he was talking about misconceptions, he's like, "People think that I'm six foot tall." Yeah. Who on earth <laughs> thinks that Mike Bloomberg is six foot tall? You know, <laughs> it was interesting
1: to see. You know, I, I think Bloomberg takes a lot of flack for coming off as like untouchably wealthy you know like I, I think it's probably been i don't know when did he launch bloomberg lp in the 80s so um, yeah. you know he probably hasn't talked to a normal human being since 1990 you know he's like otherworldly wealthy which is you know, great for him but it's interesting to see that he has gotten his coaches to make him funny now you know a little bit of self-awareness which is good you know i, I think being able to take shots at yourself is important especially for candidates
0: Yeah, dude, he is, like, the staff that he's got hiring around him is either by this or assume they're a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds. They make memes, and they put up these funny signs. Did you see the billboards he was running that said, Donald Trump eats burnt steak?
1: I did not see that one. I just, before we came on here, I was reading a journal article that had a photo of a Bloomberg spot in Las Vegas that says Donald Trump cheats at golf.
0: Yep, so, that's the same one. It's yep. from the same set.
1: I, I'm sure that the people are enjoying their time at you know sixty thousand dollars a week making memes <laughs> for the <presidential laughs> candidate.
0: What a life! You know well, what? You either you can either make memes for Mike Bloomberg and get paid a lot of money for it, or you can just uh, be a, a conservative, right? Saving the country. Yeah, it is, and uh, cut taxes or. Um, put criminals in jail. No, nope. yeah. Making well, memes.
1: you know, I think Bloomberg has a pretty strong history of jailing people. Oh yeah, he you puts know, everybody in yeah. jail. You know, it's sort of like the Kamala Harris. She never met a you know black man she didn't want to prosecute. I think the Bloomberg and Kamala probably have a lot in common. It's actually it'd be an interesting ticket. Just try to you know make him a man of the people. Man. Get him a little bit of a little bit of coverage there,
0: and that would be be a law enforcement focused ticket. That <sighs> yeah. would say, yeah. I haven't heard about her for a while. Do you think she's still alive?
1: I'm sure that she's busy making a fuss in the Senate. You know, that's her job, you know, advising consent. I don't think that she consents to a lot of stuff that uh, Cocaine Mitch is doing. But I think one might say, uh, not myself, but others might say that he's doing the Lord's work. I just think he's saving the country.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another person that ran for president that I hadn't thought about in a while, um, Kirsten Gillibrand. I was uh, I don't know what, I don't know what I saw. Oh, it was an article for about Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and how uh, these women that have dropped out of the race are calling her all the time to make sure that she's, she's doing okay.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm glad to
0: see that there's a support
1: network, you know, uh, of the former candidates. I know that primaries can be tough. You know, almost more hate in your primary than you're in your general sometimes. So good that the party's seeing that and they're stepping behind their girl i not a fan of Warren personally, but I'm glad that she's got the support. You know, she's got her stuff together, so yeah, I think she's probably doing okay mentally. You know, speaking of Warren, I thought seeing her come out over the last couple of weeks really swinging was a different look. You know, the coverage that I read said it's kind of obvious that she's fighting for traction, but it seems to me that her original appeal was this kind of spunky, you know tenaciousness that she lost when she went to scripting you know relentlessly on message is good but personality has to work in there somewhere she's coming back with a little bit of personality and that could be a problem although Super Tuesday may just really shape this race in a way that she won't be able to claw out of
0: yeah I think Liz is done Uh, but she said it right in that article she said um, running for president is lonely I believe that. She said, the candidate stands alone. I totally know what she means. Yeah. I was a candidate once. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I, I, uh, I've i talked about this before. I talk about this uh, probably once a day for many years. I ran for city council when I was in college. And uh, Sam was there for that. He didn't help. I didn't see him make, uh, make a single phone call. I know he didn't donate any money. He didn't have a yard sign. Uh, or, I didn't you know, have under, a yard sign. I didn't have a yard, I don't know he had a yard. Time. Yeah, I don't know where he not know where he it lives. was probably... <laughs> downtown, I would
1: have been in your ward, but uh, this is local elections in a town of 115,000 people are something that I don't really put a lot of energy into.
0: That that was pretty much the case. There was like 300 votes cast total, or something like, or maybe no, no, the winner got 300 votes out of like 600. Not bad. Yeah. He did good. He got a he, he got, got a, a respectable showing. He did okay. He did okay. People knew who he was. Clyde Ruffin. Yeah, I did my best to take him down, but I didn't end up getting it. second to last out of nine. I only received forty-seven votes.
1: Hey, forty-seven is better than zero.
0: That's true, uh, and um, so I know it, I know what Liz means when she says the candidate stands alone. I had, I, you know, me and uh, forty-six other people. We all stood together, but that was that was pretty much it. I, uh, it's not easy to run for president. Not easy to run for city council, but it's really hard to run for president, right. especially. Um, whenever you're fighting a losing battle and yeah yeah wake up every day a little bit closer to, to bit closer. have lost <laughs> that's not that's not always fun uh but you know presidential race that's pretty cool uh what do you want to do while you're in washington sam you've been uh we we took a little tour of town you said you've been to some of the national mall stuff before
1: yeah so you know i was doing some political stuff uh, working a senate race in northern virginia Uh, In Manassas which I think is about an hour from downtown DC I don't quite remember but I was fortunate enough during that time to at least come down and check out the monument and the memorial Uh, felt like I wanted to see a little bit more all that stuff obviously you know big important Um, I guess I'll check out a couple of museums not sure Um, anybody listening live welcome to call in with suggestions Um, you know we'll take them if this is on, on a delay feel free to send them to Jake's Twitter, he can get back to you later or we'll compile a list listener <laughs> recommendations. Um, but, you know, I think I've got a White House tour scheduled Saturday morning, uh, Saturday 8 a.m., probably not the best decision timing-wise in hindsight, but, you know, it's the White House. You get in when you can. Um, and that's sort of it. You know, I know that there's a lot of big stuff. You know, we may do some of the Smithsonian, but I'm not hung up on it. Uh, I want to see a little bit of the art. I Probably would like to see the National Gallery but I'm open to suggestions. You, you know, I'm gonna get some overpriced cocktails and get some food in here at some point, and I'm pretty flexible.
0: Yeah, we will have some overpriced cocktails. That's for sure. It's not. It's 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 pretty much impossible to find an underpriced cocktail in the city. Um, the National Gallery of Art is very cool. It's an art museum, um, which it's uh, kind of famous. Got all the good stuff, Van Goghs and the Monets and all the stuff. Yeah, I
1: prefer Renaissance to Impressionist. But I understand that's a controversial opinion.
0: Man, you are impossible to please. <laughs> he was hating on the architecture earlier. like these new uh, gentrification buildings; they look so bad. And, the, and then, and then the set that came out before that, that came out in the sixties. He's like, "Oh man, all the, the brutalist stuff." <laughs> it's it, it's so quite bad. literally brutal.
1: <laughs> but you know, it, it's here now. I think that there's going to be some refinement coming along. We can only hope.
0: One day. One day it's interesting when you look at these buildings and how um, they were that the, at the time they were very they were contemporary and that's a, or or like modern right future looking mm-hmm. ahead and into the future. And so there's a lot of government buildings in Washington that were all built in like the 60s and the 70s and that's
1: they just don't age well. No, like <laughs> classic never goes out of style. It's classic for a reason and some of this stuff, you know it was probably a bright idea when we could start building buildings out of concrete, but they don't look too good after 40 years of Potomac weather.
0: No, we're back to wood. We build things out of wood. It's like God intended. <laughs> Just like God intended. Wood. Yeah, it grows out of the ground. There's a lot of it out right there. Right comes out of
1: the west and we're winning the west.
0: comes out of the west. <laughs> Everything good comes from
1: the west. That's Everything what I'm good saying. Everything comes you know? from the west. The coronavirus, if you go far enough west get that, back to the east, that, uh, yeah, coming out of there. That's right. right now, you keep going west. Um, I was recently informed that there's a A deep state conspiracy here from the Chinese that uh, the coronavirus is a plant, (laughs) that it's uh, actually not artificial. I'm sorry, it is entirely artificial, and it is to destabilize the economy. Uh, Look at the 3,000-point drop in the Dow over the last several days as evidence here. Um, The Chinese want to have Trump out so that the trade deal can get nixed. It's a little Um, (laughs) high-row. I think this is probably more momentum trading than anything else, but... I let the professionals come in and tell me, you know what what the truth is, as they see it.
0: Yeah, the Chinese are doing a great job of tanking our economy. Keep believing that because that is what ha- that's what is happening. <laughs> that's right. Don't let the news tell you right that. there with the
1: chemtrails, baby. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the coronavirus came from. That's Ooh. how they're getting it to America.
1: Right. I, I saw a semi-serious post that got shared with me a guy who felt that chemtrails were the way the coronavirus de- was delivered so that our bodies could be digitized. I'm not I'm not there on all digitized. that. Digitized. Digitized, <laughs> yeah. So that 5G specifically, 5G, hang on, let me see if I right, get the yeah, details get that, right here. Pull this up. <laughs> 60 gigahertz waves on the 5G spectrum were how the coronavirus was activated to digitize our bodies. Again, not saying it's true, <laughs> but um, you can wrap yourself in tinfoil to prevent it.
0: You know, you you got to believe it. You know, the the 5G. It's it's an interesting coincidence that we've got the 5G and the coronavirus and the chemtrails all happening at the same time, and the, the Dow is on its way down. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, and, and uh, it, it appears to continue to run. Um, I where's tra- it at today? Um, let me tell you. Uh, S and P is down two and a half percent. Um, or sorry, two and a quarter. It looks like intraday but you know free fall is right i understand that a lot of algorithmic based trading is based on momentum and it's going to continue to happen and you know this is a great place if you are you no know, let me caveat this here none of this is investment advice um, past performance not a predictor future results you're going to lose your own money if you go try this but um, if you're a day trader and you think this is a good time to get in Professionals have to trade this because they have to cover options positions. Uh, mom and pop guys, you know, like loft strategies can hold, and you should be okay. I think that this, you know, ultimately the economy is strong as we see it right now. Just you know, hold on to your index funds for a little while here.
0: Yeah, the thing that's what, one thing about the algorithms and, and all this is so computerized. It's like everybody stops are coming out at once. And uh, it's just going to keep going until somebody shows up to the office and turns it off. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, Jim Simons, most successful investor of our time, Renaissance, has up like, you know, 25,000 percent since he launched it. They're all quants and they're all, you know, he's the founder of all this computer stuff. I don't know, you know, how those folks and the mathematicians that run these see it, if you can actually turn them off or not. But we've seen flash crashes and runaway trading before without digitized humans
0: and coronavirus. Now, we've kind of really been digitized for many years. Us. Have you heard oh. of HARP? Hmm, no. So HARP is a classic government program. Uh, it's I, I don't remember what it stands for. It's H A A R P. Okay. Um, and it's it's uh, people are saying that it is a weather control system. Oh. And uh, it's, what it does is. Um, is this a part of the global warming project
1: that you know our boys at Exxon have been working on for the last 60 years.
0: This is this is a Microsoft project oh. actually. So Bill Gates controls the weather with <laughs> Harp. Bill Gates right. controls the weather <laughs> with Harp and the government. Bill Gates has the money for mm-hmm. it. But um the uh like the oceans the, the temperature of the oceans has to do with the way that um storms track across the world this
1: this is that's actual science you know ocean temperatures change weather patterns they keep you know like london is relatively warm in the winter because it's on you know on the coast like that it's got warm currents that are drifting up northward but i don't think that we've got the technology to change the temperatures of the
0: ocean no, that's what this is here. I got pull it pulled up here. It's called the high... This is what Harp stands for: High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Established in 1993, and its field of research is the ionosphere. Okay, so um, what, let's see. I think, without having to read too much of this, I think that it is um, the most prominent instrument is a high power radio frequency transmitter facility operating in the high-frequency band. Um, okay, so they put this satellite in the sky. Oh, here it is. HARP is a target of conspiracy theorists. This is not a conspiracy theory, who claim that it is capable of weaponizing weather. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Cool. Commentators and scientists say that advocates of this theory are uninformed as claims made fall well outside the abilities of this facility. Right. If not the scope of natural science. So they're talking about people like Sam who uh, refuses to open his mind and think that the government could be doing bad things on a global scale.
1: Look, you know, it's it's part of the namesake. I'm just a big Uncle Sam fan. You know, oh, Rhino, Uncle Rhino. Uncle Rhino Sam, Sam right Sam. here. But, you know, if Bill Gates wants to keep controlling the weather, good for him. Uh, I think he's doing a great job so far. It has not snowed, apparently, in D.C. at all this year. Uh, 0.6 inches is a pretty negligible amount, as right. Jake tells me. I think
0: that's what it was. This is insane. Actually, so when I search HARP into Google, I get an ad at, at the beginning for the HARP project, HARP Weather Control. And it's a website called wanttoknow.info. And there are two little links here, and it uh, seems to be a full-blown uh, Harp Truther site that's got number one ad on Google. Uh, media cover-up stories. Let's see what they were doing. But, yeah, anyway, and so it's something with satellites, and they communicate with, like, ground things and also, like, lava or something underneath oh, the water. Okay. And so that makes uh, makes the temperature change. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how Bill Gates is involved. I haven't seen anything. I don't want
1: to, you know, <clears throat> flop my credentials here too much, but I did take honors chemistry in high school, and one of the few things that I remember from it is the amount of energy it takes to change water. One of the reasons the water is so great is that it's impo- not impossible, but it takes a lot of energy to change the temperature, so it's very stable. So, you know, Bill is going to have to detonate a number of volcanoes underwater to get the lava moving just to change your temperatures here. But... I you know if anybody can do it, Bill Gates is a pretty smart
0: guy. <laughs> That's right. Money makes you smart. I can do anything. Right. Um, yeah. There's just a lot, a lot of stuff about HARP. I would encourage all of my listeners, all dozens that I have, to uh, check it out. HARP High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Wow. The more you know, Sam. The more you know. More you, know.
1: you know, we're in the uh, kind of the seat of. The deep state here. I wonder if I can just go start asking people on the street outside of federal buildings uh, what they know about Harp. Does that work, or do I come off as a crazy? I don't really want to get you know sent to Gitmo.
0: I think you could ask about Harp. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe don't do it. In like the unlike in like the halls of Congress, um,
1: maybe not during the White House tour.
0: No, don't don't talk like maybe. So when you have you taken a White House tour before? No, no. Okay, so whenever you're in there, um, it's self guided, right? Oh, it is. And, yeah, and I did not know that. Will you have a West Wing tour or a regular tour?
1: I think I've got a regular tour.
0: Yeah. So um, it's self guided, and every room in the house has got a Secret Service agent ready to tell you facts about the room. Oh, that's and you cool. Can ask them about it. So. Maybe whenever you're in there and they're telling you about the red room, you're like, you know, this is where uh, the king comes through whenever we, whenever we have visitors. The king of, you know, uh, Ireland or <laughs> Monaco, <laughs> Sweden. There are, no, there are a number of, <laughs> you know, what, countries. wherever there's I a king. Norway's got a king, yeah. maybe not Sweden. I don't know. There's going to be a king of England someday.
1: Charles. That's right. That's a little misogynistic of you, but, you know, it's Okay. Well, it's just telling the
0: truth. Uh, there will be a king of England. There, w- there will be a king of in England. A day that isn't today. Maybe even today. Right. Probably not today. Probably not. And so you could use this as an opportunity to uh, ask one of the secret service agents about Harp. Maybe they'll know. be like, this is actually the room when Bill Gates came in here with uh, George W. Bush and they hashed out the program. Dick Cheney was actually in charge.
1: Of course. Well, yeah. he has a tendency. You know, he's a Western guy. We're trying it's to win West. the West. That's
0: right. <laughs> it's the West. It's it. That they're uh, anything important comes from the West. Dick Cheney, or you know, even George W. Bush is uh, a. right. You
1: know, it's a real Texan. I bet he would approve of the cowboy boots in D.C. I bet he wore them. Uh, President Thomas R. R. Bradbury.
0: Yeah. Bush didn't let you wear jeans in the White House, though. He had a no jeans policy. Interesting. Even on jeans day.
1: On Jeans Day.
0: Yeah.
1: Would that uh, include tourists or just?
0: Oh, no, it was just for the staff. Just for staff. Yeah. No I, jeans.
1: The way that modern dress has eroded over the last decade, I was actually planning on wearing jeans in the White House tomorrow. I brought a suit. I suppose I could do that. but No,
0: you don't need to do that. No, okay. <laughs> <And>
1: <laughs> that, that was a quick no, so no. I'll, I'll, I'll no, stand you'll, by you'll, it.
0: You'll, you'll You'll look out of place among all the other tourists. <laughs> Um, okay, good stuff. Get your White House tour tomorrow, and in a little bit here, we're gonna go um, possibly to the portrait gallery.
1: Uh, maybe get a 3 p.m. lunch. I don't understand the eating schedule in this city at all, but I, you know, I'm working on it. I don't think that people actually eat here.
0: Well, no, it's very ir- irregular. It's not. There's not. A, it's not like a three meal a day city. You <laughs> eat whenever you want. And most of the time, people are just grinding. It's a working city. Oh, Since work people work in this city, right. we got a lot going on. You've been watching me work all day. That's I'm right. working right now.
1: As a matter of fact, even as the uh, guest and tourist, I was the chauffeur <laughs> earlier, <laughs> driving you around your own city. As I uh, took a number of wrong turns, thanks to odd direction and navigation <laughs> from my co-pilot.
0: Well, I wasn't paying. I didn't have my full attention That's on the right. road. I was. You, were, you know on my computer you were winning, I, the I was winning the West' winning the west winning the west okay well that was uh that was Sam glad yeah. to have him on thank you for having this me this was very cool um you know usually you know we'll get Thomas back on here I know you guys probably miss him and it's all of his, you know he usually runs the conversation Thomas has a lot to say
1: I, I lived with Thomas for some time i am familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can vouch for that.
0: Yeah, I just, I just like turn it on, and just like Thomas, why don't you just go ahead, and then he'll just, go, he'll just tell, it talk for a half hour. Pretty good stuff. All right, well, uh, this was episode five. Sam Wright's here. We're going to call this "Winning the West." Winning the West. That's the name of the episode. Winning oh. the West with Sam Wright. All right. All right. So, Sam, you want to give a little sign off?
1: Oh uh, well. Uh,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. Um, I get you stay classy, I That's suppose.: right. stay Thanks for having classy. me. Classy.
1: Farewell, D.C.. Farewell indeed.